You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to this week's Lucha Central Weekly News Podcast. I am not Miranda Morales. I am Dusty Murphy. And this week I am joined by my co-host, who? Who? (laughs) Mr. Brendan Barr. That's who. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, so Miranda, of all things, is out making sandwiches. Yeah, so, <laughs> she's going to kill me for me phrasing it that way. But <laughs> I feel like we have to elaborate now. <laughs> and but yeah, Miranda and and her husband have their own. And I I don't know that it's necessarily a food truck business, but it's a food pop up business, the Body Slamwich, and they have a luchador mascot logo guy eating the submarine sandwich and uh, it's pretty exciting we talked about this in our little group chat about the finally we have a restaurant that's not a mexican restaurant with the luchador <laughs> logo it's like there's tons of mexican restaurants with luchador logos but not really any that aren't mexican restaurants or aren't taco places or whatever you know like it's a a common theme it i mean it, it is, but it isn't. I mean, I, we talked about, I talked about this off air. There's, uh, I've been getting pictures, and if you're out there listening to the show and you want to send me a picture of your favorite luchador art on a taco truck or a Mexican restaurant, I have my own little collection of them. Maybe I'll start putting that on Instagram so I have stuff to do. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so there is a lot. It's a su- surprising amount of a lot, but also... Uh, you know, there's always room for, for more. But yeah, this is the first one I've seen with a non-Mexican, like, menu theme, which is... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is nice. It's kind of exciting. But yeah, Miranda's <laughs> got her thing going with her husband, the Body Slamwich, if you're in the <laughs> area. You can check that out. I believe they're doing pop-ups on Tuesday night at the Chupacabra Tap Room. Which is another great name. And, you know, very Phoenix. Very cool. Very Southwestern. Love it. Uh, but this week, we, you know, doing things a little different. First up, we have Brendan. He's got some news of the week for us. Absolutely. Um, I just have, I have a few, couple fun stories. Uh, you're going to love this one, Dusty. Uh, so, West Coast Pro Wrestling had uh, Black Taurus on the schedule for... Uh, for a match for a while there. It was going to be Black Taurus versus Jeff Cobb. Um, however, and this was going to be in San Francisco, for those of you who are familiar with West Coast Pro Wrestling, they're mainly in California and Oregon. Uh, however, the match was recently amended. It was amended before it, uh, before it happened to Jeff Cobb versus um, Alpha Zoe. I can't read my I 
put the wrong font on there, and I can't read the, the name. Um, and uh, Lucha Blog commented on the fact that he, he thinks that that's probably because uh, AAA and New Japan shall not meet, or the Lucha Gods will become angry, and we will have another mass exodus of wrestlers on the same card. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my understanding that it's actually Japan that takes a lot of that quite seriously, but mm-hmm. it's because of the other stories you hear. Like, we recently heard, it, it's kind of AAA related, we, we won't really touch on it in AAA segment, but Conan said the reason he won't do any business with the Crash or EMW anymore, even though they said they were going to like a year ago, was because they had booked a show with um, Io Del Santo, who is like forever banned from AAA. He is never welcome to come back, apparently. And also Octagon, who is also forever banned from AAA and is never welcome to come back. I, so it's, yeah. I have really, I have this deep, deep curiosity as to what the story is as to why those two ginormous names in Lucha would, would be banned from a promotion like AAA, which is kind of all about we're going to be rebellious and, and, and do our thing, right? Like, they're not... They're, yeah. that was That's how they started. They're not the institution that CMLL was. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, I believe the first Dio Del Santo action figure was made by AAA, like, as part of their Helium line in the 90s. And so, like, they had a, a long history together, too, which is yeah. really interesting, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and there's some classic matches. Both of them yeah. had had tri- had great AAA matches. So yeah, some some of them went wrong, but uh, yeah. So that I just I knew that uh, we could talk about the fact that the or, the arrangement still is in place. And yes, to your point, Dusty. Yeah, uh, the, they the take New it Japan very seriously. Takes it yeah. very very seriously. So well, and it's because of stories like that in Mexico. So New Japan tries to show honor and respect by maintaining that same rigidity, but like amplified in a business way. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, they have, uh, very much, they have a, a cultural norm about that, about honoring promises in Japan. Businesses all do business that way. Um, I, 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 I can't make a blanket statement like that as I am not in Japan. I, but the reputa- reputedly, the, all businesses are that way. That it's, everything is about your, about your perception in the business places more than anything. You would not see shenanigans like you see in the United States business places in in Japan from everything I have I have gathered yeah uh but uh, also in the it's a uh, much more serious yeah culture yeah. sorry I'll, oh no worries no worries uh we also in a uh, a more fun story well I mean that was fun but in a very different way uh, the, uh, they opened a thing that they are calling the Tunnel Arena Mexico. It is basically a small tunnel that runs along one of the walls that uh, houses Arena Mexico in uh, Mexico City. And uh, in, in there they have luchador-related art. They have uh, uh, what else? Yeah, artwork. Uh, oh, and officially licensed merchandise. Uh, and then, you know, little CMLL tidbits on the wall and plaques and stuff like 
when they built the arena, when who was in the first match, stuff like that. But the main focus of the 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 pitch was that it seemed to be that they want to be able to sell merchandise uh, that is official. Because if anybody has ever seen the pictures of the street outside Arena Mexico on uh, any of the 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 fight nights. Uh, it is just crammed with vendors trying to sell you everything. Yeah, and, anything lucha. <laughs> and almost all of it is um, is bootlegged in some way or another. Uh, still to this day... Kevin would probably say all of it is bootlegged. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you anything you buy on eBay is bootlegged. <laughs> he, yes, it's true. Uh, yeah, to this day, I still remember the sense of pride that Avispa Dorada had when she was down in Mexico and she saw her own mask in front of Arena Mexico. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's when you know you made it. Right. That's the, like, when, if you're a rock and roll singer and Weird Al sings your song, if the people in front of Arena Mexico make your mask, you know you made it. Yeah, you know that they think there's a demand for your mask and they're gonna make the mask themselves. Um, again, uh, uh, the, the comment that, uh, Lucha Blog had on this sort of thing was that, um, CMLL has their fingers on all the official merchandise, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, how much the wrestlers are invested in it, or if it's more of a CMLL thing. But even still, uh, you know, like, if you're a proper tourist and you want to support CMLL when you go down there, uh, after taking Turi Lucha's trip, go to the tunnel... Buy some CMLL merchandise and then go outside and buy some uh, some knockoffs from the, the the guys on the street. They they need the money too. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool that they're going to do that. That's a unique opportunity. No other wrestling company is quite as synonymous with a single location, especially uh, you know as big of a company as CMLL. So to open their own merchandise and kind of mini museum is pretty cool yeah no i think it's it's gonna be really cool i think it could expand more and i i still look, giggle when you talk about them as being big and then remember all of the talk about uh there's these two little companies down in mexico <laughs> yeah <laughs> for those that don't, don't know the reference the wwe when they were thinking about expanding down were, were attempting to buy either AAA or CMLL as part of their expansion, and that was how it was pitched, uh, allegedly pitched in one of the sales meetings. There's these two little companies, so... Crazy! Yeah, they routinely sell out every <laughs> night. <laughs> you have... You have a... I think it's a nearly a hundred-year-old building that they, they fill... Yeah, that they can fill three days yeah. a week. <laughs> And that was the main reason that deal fell through. CMLL was all for the money up until they're like, no, we don't want the building. And they were like, nope. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want it. It was uh, Arena Mexico, Arena Puebla, and uh, uh, Arena Coliseo, I think, maybe. And they were like, no, we're not a real estate company. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, you have such a huge built-in audience, kept this company afloat for over 100 years. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just goes back to showing just how much uh, WWE misunderstands the product outside of, of the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So uh, I'm going to do a little bit of ROH on the Indie Roundup now, so I'm going to switch over to the Indie Roundup. Uh, ROH had a bunch of Lucha matches on this last week, and they're going to have more. Next week is going to be the main event. It's going to be huge. I should have written it down who all is going to be in it, but it's the the Lucha Brothers and uh, I believe Commander and I don't I don't want to say for sure it's Vikingo, but Someone on a high S elevation, they're gonna, it's gonna be a four-way match and they're gonna be against, uh, some guys that I didn't even pay attention to and I saw the, the graphic because I'm like, holy cow, we're gonna have the, we're gonna have four luchadors in an exhibition match, more or less. So what the heck? Um, so next week will yeah. be great. This week, uh, we had a bunch of lucha matches going on, like in the undercard, you had Diamante versus Teal Piper. Uh, that is Roddy Piper's daughter, for those of you that are paying. I mean, they'll tell you like 50 times during the match. <laughs> Roddy Piper's daughter. Um, and you had, uh, you had, uh, Serpentico in there. You have, uh, uh, one of the, one of the other men's matches. Just all in all, it was pretty good stuff. So watch the ROH show this, this week if you got it. That's just go over to ROH.com. And go, and you can just go to the Honor Club TV. Uh, they're rapidly getting their status back as one of the best weekly shows if you're for Lucha fans because they they seem very willing to put Lucha Libre on exhibit for for uh, the low low price of ten bucks a month. So seems worth it to me. Also, yeah. uh, also Red Card Lucha was in another show. This time he went to. Three Bat Productions uh, presenting a Summer Bash, which was June 10th down in Brownsville, Texas. So still right there on the border. Uh, he said it was mostly really cool uh, local guys that were on the undercard, but your main event did have Psychosis, Abismo Negro, and Cheek Tormenta up against uh, the team of Medico Brujo, Sick Boy, and Lady Sukana. Uh, as you might imagine, the big names, Psycho, Sisobismo, Negro, and Chick Tormento won on that one. He said it was a fun match. Um, I am so impressed. That's, uh, I mean, that's a team right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically a, another Los Vipers team. I don't know if Chick Tormento is officially part of the Vipers, but she certainly was that night. Um. Yeah, anyway, thank you, Red Card Lucha, as always, for giving us results. Uh, he's going to be on his Instagram. He's going to be uploading footage from the world's largest uh, Lucha Libre mask exhibit, which is coming to his area. Uh, in the So I think he said that'll be going up next week. So follow Red Card Lucha on Instagram, because that is going to be a collection worth looking at. It's not his, obviously, but he's going to get to see it, and he's going to show us the some footage of it, so... I'm excited. Maybe we can get Dos Hermanos Lucha to, to look at it, too. Yeah. Very cool. And so that's all I've got for my news of the week and uh, the Indie Roundup. So I think this is the part that uh, Dusty claims he always forgets. So uh, I Dusty, do. I always. <laughs> I always forget to kick it over to, to 
to Denise Salcedo. There we go. I, I'm so unused to it, I can't even get it out. I'm going to kick it over to Denise Salcedo, who has this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. All right, welcome back. Big thanks to Denise Salcedo for this week's Lucha Central Central. But now we've got AAA news. Uh, there's actually a lot going on. Some of it's happened over the last, you know, week or so, but it's gotten more interesting in the last few days. So the big, big headline, Roosh has left AAA. On Saturday, June 10th, Roosh announced on his Facebook page that both he and his father, Bestia Seis had left oh, AAA. Bestia Del Ring. Oh, Best, Bestia Del Ring. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Different people, I don't want to confuse the, yeah, the no. listeners. Yeah, I just had Bestia in my notes. Yep. I'm glad you said that, because I, <laughs> I just rolled with muscle memory. Bestia <laughs> Del Ring had left AAA, and this, of course, would mean, apparently, he's no longer going to appear at the upcoming Triple Mania Tijuana event on July 15th. He was supposed to team up in a tag match with L.A. Park, where they were going to face Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown. Whoever lost was going to go on to the Apuestas match at Triple Mania Fire in match. Mexico City. Yeah, Fire. it's going to be very exciting. <laughs> and, and, and it kind of telegraphed what the match is, but... When Roosh left, he had a message. He challenged L.A. Park to at least place this match, but said he only wanted to do it if it was done by a real promoter or a serious promoter and not through AAA. <laughs> and so that made things interesting. And it was kind of unclear why Roosh may have left. People kind of speculated maybe it was his booking. He wasn't happy with what he was getting. Other people thought maybe he had left because he was going to be on Forbidden Door. It came out afterwards that he would absolutely not be at Forbidden Door no matter what because the booking was already in place. Tony Khan does not like to deviate. So it's kind of interesting. Roosh's departure is a big deal, especially with Triple Mania coming up in just a couple weeks, about three weeks from now. And uh, if the he doesn't return, they're going to need to find a tag team replacement. But Conan came out on this week's on the most recent Keeping It 100 podcast. He said this is where it really gets interesting. He said Roosh was just straight up unhappy with his booking in AAA and it wasn't a money matter. And that saying that he and L.A. Park wanted to bring the Apuestas match to a serious promoter meant that they wanted somebody that was just going to give them crazy money. Like money mark money. They want a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And he said that for three years that Roosh and L.A. Park had tried to get AAA to put on the match, but the money they wanted for the match wasn't what AAA wanted to pay. And, you know, they just didn't see the money being there for that being the the main event of a Triple Mania. So hearing that, I understand better the argument. I didn't hear the part about the money before. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, especially since also in that interview, Conan says that having Roosh on a show is a quarter of his budget. Yeah, literally a quarter <laughs> of the budget of any show they have him on. So, I mean, Roosh gets paid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's making money. And... And so Dorian rolled on. He's trying to get Roosh back. Uh, he's talking with them as of right now, recording time on, uh, you know, June the 20th. No alternative plan has yet been announced. And Conan says that it wasn't just a money. Well, I mean, it all boils down to money. The LFI had been promised a feud with Nuevo Generacional Dinamita. And so they were kind of expecting the paydays from that feud as well. But when Quatrero, I believe we covered it on the show, he had some domestic violence allegations at one time. Yeah, they he, had, led, he went. We just said he went to jail. I didn't go over. Yeah, the it, it was a domestic violence charge. He went to jail, and they kind of thought that he would bond out or whatever and that the feud would pick up. But what nobody really knew until Conan mentioned it on the podcast is that Quattrero was still in jail. And so they sidelined that whole feud 
Roosh and Bestia were just ready to pick it up any time, but there was nothing to pick up. And so the whole situation was more tenuous. They were feeling unused and, and unappreciated financially. And it seems that, you know, as we mentioned, it cost a lot to book Roosh. And it seems that AAA just did not have the money to do the this match for their price. Apparently, Tony Khan at AEW wasn't super thrilled at the idea of Roosh losing his hair either. Like, going into all this, he wanted confirmation that wouldn't happen. So that's interesting, too. But Conan said that he could hire two really good or three, I mean, like, two or three really good wrestlers that weren't, yeah, absolutely. you know, Top of the card guys like Rouge for every time he didn't book Rouge. And so it made sense to hire two or three other wrestlers that were less demanding for lesser shows. And Rouge is still on Triple Mania. He's still in that kind of main event chase. Yeah. And, but he believes that Rouge and LA Park are just teasing fans. He doesn't think they'll ever do the Aquestus match. And he doesn't believe they ever have any intention of doing it unless some serious money mark just wants to see it and pulls out the checkbook to get that this match. And so in all of this, it seems very unlikely that Roosh and L.A. Park are going to face off at Triple Mania this year. Seems likely they were never intended to make the finals. Sam Adonis versus Psycho Clown was always where it was at. That was kind of the hot pairing and the marquee name and see okay i'm just gonna get into this now i know we were gonna talk we weren't necessarily gonna do this because you have i you probably have more things for the tijuana card but um that match was gonna be so interesting because neither team wanted to win exactly Uh, unlike any of the other teams in there there is nobody like all four of them are invested in losing this match because they all want to be in the Apuestas match with their tag team partner. Like, Sam Adonis has said it. Uh, okay, wait, no, Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown is the only one invested in winning because he doesn't want to put his mask on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Everybody, just wants to get out. <laughs> yeah. And so it was going to be so interesting, the story on how it was going to get there. And I don't see any way you can get that level of interest with any other team. I don't care if they pull Santo out of the grave and have him team with Blue Demon, the the zombie Blue Demon. Like you know, just I don't There's see a it movie happening. In there. <laughs> 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 Probably a trilogy. Yeah. I'd buy a ticket. <laughs> I just, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I'd buy a ticket too. And that's the, like I said, that's legit. Like off the top of my head, the most interesting version of that Apuestas match I could think of is having two of the yeah. two of the most iconic luchadors of all time in it and I still don't see uh how because they Santo wouldn't betray Blue Demon right so yeah. you don't <laughs> it's just yeah it's very interesting and it had the first big Apuestas feel for me since Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner like it was the first time it felt really important and like who's it gonna be Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it really feels different and, and it feels important. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I say, they have not announced any change to that match on the card. 
it is still the like it's not the main event, I guess, but it's the the second most semifinal of the yeah. Guerrera de Rivalidades tournament. And they right now still announced the Psycho Clown Samadonis versus L.A. Park and Rouge. And uh, absolutely, like, I know that Dorian and Conan are both like because they know the money's on there. Like to to the point that you were alluding to with talking about all the other stuff. That is, they they know that is it's a money match, which it is. is. Well, and that's the thing. Like once in a blue moon, AAA loves to do a work shoot. And if you were trying to drum up interest and, like, fan money interest and in a place this match, and you were feeling conspiratorial, this might be a match or a, a setup where you would feel interested in that. Oh, I mean, God, I hope they're working us. I mean, can you imagine, like, if they're working us just to draw – because everybody's talking about it now. Yeah. And how much attention has this brought to it? And, like, if they could ride this out and, and the fact that they haven't named a challenger, like, I mean, if you see Ruse show up on the 15th of July, you're going to get all excited. Like, it's it's hype. I'm excited just thinking about the – you know, like, it, it could be so cool. So be. we'll see what happens. There's a lot of promise still there. Obviously, they're talking to Roosh. If it's a money, originally fan interest now may be high enough that the money is there. And a talking point almost internationally and really going to be interesting there. But we do have the rest of the Triple Mania Tijuana card. It has been announced. July the 15th, first up, we have an intergender Copa Triple Mania. Friend of the show, Mr. Iguana, will go up against Willie Mack, Jack Cartwheel, La Hydra, Flamer, Miss Disease, Puma King, Nino Amberguesa, Dinamico, and Gringo Loco for a torna- in a tornado cyber- cybernetico for a future title shot, I believe. I think that's what happens when you win the Copa Triple Manias. But it, on keeping it... It changes ahead. every year. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> there's no consistency. Uh, whatever they'll win, they might win. But and Sometimes we were, it's just the cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just get to go get the cup. Sometimes Marcia Pena is there and, you know, is very gracious when you get the cup. But not, not a lot sometimes. And we did have a Luchador Supresa announced for this match. But on Keeping It 100 this week, Larry Dallas brought up the Luchador Supresa and the Copa Triplemania, and Conan told them that it wouldn't be just one Luchador Supresa, but four different women who show up said that two of them are going to be current AAA wrestlers, and two of them are not. Makes for a lot of interesting possibilities, and uh, we may see some interesting names, but... Like a Team Mexico versus Team U.S. match going on. Ladies trio with Dallas, Lady Shawnee, and Sexy Star versus the U.S. team of Camille Brickhouse, Natalia Markova, and Viva Van. Yeah. Very exciting Congratulations, Viva. Yeah, that's so cool for her. And then next up we have... Bestia Seis and Mecha Wolf teaming up with Pagano in a trios match to take on Arimis, Jack Evans, and Vampiro. 
So we'll see what happens there. There's a lot of stuff going on with Vampiro's health, and I I don't know. So maybe we'll see Vampiro there. I I, think I have a feeling we're going to see him, but uh, he may not even. It'll be interesting to see if he's officially in the match or not. Yes, like and that what he does. Like, does yeah. he take a bump or does he just jump in and throw a punch? Yeah, so that's what I'm expecting regardless. He's going to jump in and throw a punch. That's my minimum line. That's what I think they're going to allow him to do for sure, Uh, and we'll see him there. But whether that means he's doing that as a manager to a a team and he's got somebody that he's personally bringing out to be his replacement or if he's officially in the match is where I think the uh, interesting story is. Yeah. And... Going into the another, I guess this isn't a trios match, but teams match. We'll have a Baja versus Mexico City match. The first we'll have the Mexico City team of Arginas, um, Chessman, Daga, and Negro Casas, and they will face the Baja team of Damian Seis, Nicho El Millonario, Ray Orus, and Extreme Tiger. So that's pretty cool. We hardly ever see Extreme Tiger in a AAA show, so that's a very cool spot for him and very interesting. Next up, though, we have, I think, a little more interesting match. We'll discuss it later. Uh, but we have Laredo Kid and Pentagon Jr. teaming versus QT Marshall and Taurus. This is going to be an ambulance match. No rules or stipulations have been you know, released so far about how it's going to work in a tag team context. A lot of times you just get your opponent on the stretcher, push him in the ambulance. But with the tag team, it's a little more interesting. Also, the feuds kind of before this with the, uh, the, you know, Guerrero de Rivals tournament, um, they, if you, followed it it's interesting that pentagon penta is not wrestling against alberto for whatever reason they brought in qt marshall and so that's a a very interesting thing going on too there was really no feud at all between stuff going on with the booking of Alberto, but bringing in QT Marshall is interesting. He's kind of a heat magnet, and so it's very interesting to see what'll happen there. And and to t- team QT Marshall with Taurus, like, what a bizarre tag team. And really looking forward to this one, actually. I think this is going to be an anything-goes match. Just really wild and fun. Again, no stipulations or rules about how the ambulance thing is going to work. So who knows on that? I think the the unexpected and all of that is part of what makes Lucha really exciting and really fun. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm genuinely looking forward to that. And then next up, as we mentioned, the semifinal of the Guerrero de Rivaldades tournament. Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis were scheduled to team against L.A. Park and Rouge. There's some room to move somebody in there again alberto is not wrestling against penta so there's always the chance since he was part of the tournament they could plug him in don't necessarily see that happening there's also the dmt azul versus blue demon 
pairing, but money-wise, it didn't seem realistic that it would ever be Blue Demon. That was like the most obvious of the teams. Eliminated first, it made the most sense, got rid of the, the most obvious. I liked that, but it's very up in the air. Again, as of recording time, June 20th, very up in the air. It could change by the time you hear this. If it does, we will update you next week. But now, finally, we have our main event, Io Del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega, and the AAA Mega Campion Champion will finally defend his title against Kenny Omega, the former AEW World Champion. This is going back, gosh, about a year and a half, nearly two years now, to when Kenny Omega, he was the belt collector, he had the gimmick, he had gathered all the belts he was also triple a mega campion champion i believe he beat phoenix for the title and with phoenix but it's supposed to be an amazing match with vikingo that just never happened because kenny omega was injured and had to drop all the titles and this was also when international tra- travel was still quite difficult and so it just made sense. But now, finally, we get that title defense. This time, however, Vikingo is champion. Kenny Omega is the challenge. Vikingo's had quite a few successful defenses under his belt. However, he did lose to Kenny Omega on Dynamite. A lot of cool stuff going on there. Very cool. Again, this match, this card will be July the 15th. It's on fight. I believe it's $20. I can't remember. I don't have the price it, in my notes. Yeah, it, it's going to be 20 for the individual, uh, but uh, anybody worth with any, it's still, you can still get the package deal, which yeah. uh, even though you've, you're missing out on one, it's still cheaper to buy the package deal than it is to buy the two combined, so... It's less than $40. I don't remember off the top of my head. how I think it's 30 for the, the package. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I believe it was only 45 if you bought all three, because I think that's what I paid. But I, I can't remember. I, yeah, Dusty and, and I both bought it as soon as we Yeah, we, we, we ordered the trio. <laughs> Ding! Um, I have a I have a question for you now that you've gotten through the whole card, uh, because there's other there was a new story that I was looking at, but I didn't know if we were going to bring it up or not. Is Phoenix on the card? Yeah, that's interesting. He's not on the card as listed. He is a double champion in AAA, and he has not done a lot of work for AAA, and that's been trending on uh, on Lucha Twitter for a little defenses. bit. Yeah. Yeah, zero defenses. It's been postulated that he had something going on with his visa and just simply wasn't able to get down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We saw something similar to that happen with Grand Metalik where he could not get down there and that's why he's no longer Mascara Dorada. They actually have a new Mascara Dorada in yes, CMLL, the former Pantorita, Pantorita del Ring Jr. And, and, but anyway, long, long story. So he, he had visa issues and if he left the United States, he would not be let back in. And so he basically couldn't leave. And so that's why we saw a lot of things like with Republic of Lucha and kind of more local to their area um, and that maybe didn't necessarily pay him directly, but paid Penta, you know, who knows how that works. I, I don't even want to hypothesize, but the, right. uh, yeah, th- things that just made more sense 
in America and in his local area. And so if it was a visa issue, don't really see him internationally. And as far as I know, he also hasn't. And so the idea that, you know, maybe he can't leave the United States is, you know, pretty realistic. Um, but it's, again, not anything everybody knows. Yeah, that's that's kind of what is it's eating this, it. But I, I believe it was Puma King showed up on a podcast or an online show, and he brought a birthday cake for the one-year anniversary of Phoenix being a double champion and never defending either title. <laughs> But it's ironic that it's Puma King that's making fun of him because (laughs) I I was going to comment on the fact that we haven't seen Puma King in AEW or AAA in forever either. So when he was put back on the card, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, he's really an exciting wrestler, and I I, I enjoyed his... uh, Yeah, sorry. I suspect it was the the same issues uh, because he had been working a lot of U.S. dates, so I suspect he uh, Mm -hmm. couldn't go back to Mexico and work for a little bit. Yeah, I would suspect the same. Yeah. I I hope this online thing plays out for him in in reality because I found it very entertaining. I enjoy a, a classic heel like that, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, well, really stood out. That's why I love Law and Presa. Is yes, they are a classic heel faction. They do Freebird things. Sam Adonis uh, does. You know, I mean, he is just on point with doing all of the. He invited, uh, I believe it was the 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 one of the the scoring the people who scored against Mexico in a World Cup game. He invited a, a football player, or soccer player. To yeah. come down to Triple Mania, uh, and it was the U.S. <laughs> player who I believe he scored against Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's I think it was he scored the either the first or last goal in their kind of big blowout of Mexico. It's like come on down, you know, which yeah. is a fantastic heel move, and it, it's actually really good uh, at, at branding. Like if they can, if they can pull this off and get the player down there. Get him in the front row, having him pointedly not sitting next to uh, Marcella. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then have you know have that going on. They can they can put that on ESPN and get yeah. eyes on their product that nobody will have seen before. It'd be fantastic, and it's I, just a classic dick move. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a great idea, and and the way Sam Adonis too. We kind of mentioned that Sam Adonis versus Psycho Clown. Is the feud like, oh my gosh, as a main event heel, he has just been superb. This, like the, the whole last year really, but especially this summer with the Triple Mania thing, like he has just been so good. And I wanted to mention that he's been on the show before, but I, he has just been so good down there that he deserves a, a shout out. Often it's a easy to kind of forget the heel and all of it, you know, and, and the oh, telling man. of the story, but he has been just, fantastic this year and yeah well and yeah i don't know if he's the one that's doing it but i uh, helping with that but that's that uh, whole energy comes to all of law and price that's why puma king made me think of sam adonis and where we got there like they they get it they don't they know how to be proper 
asshole heels. I, I worry for Sam's health at some time. <laughs> he never said it in the interview that we did with him, but I'm pretty sure that's why he stopped the Trump gimmick, as he was tired of being of people pulling knives on him. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it was serious. People got for real mad. And if you have not seen the reactions, you need to go back and look. It's on YouTube. The the EO Del Trump stuff that Sam did was just <laughs> insane. People were furious. And well, I'm going to start talking now, just in case. Um, yeah. So we had we had that going on with AAA. Uh, And, uh, sorry, we seem to be having technical difficulties here, so if I'm live, I hope you guys are hearing me. Otherwise, I hope you guys are enjoying Dusty. But, uh, yeah, we were, there's so much energy and excitement around this Triple Mania card. All right, sounds like we're getting something worked out here. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to just stall and say some things for a second here. Hopefully our editor, Greg, fixes uh, some of these technical issues. Okay, am I, am I with you now? Yes, you're back. Oh, okay. Um, sorry about that. But yeah, next up we have WWE... We have a lot of exciting stuff going on with them. Dominic was so perfect in everything that he does lately. He, I mean, we got to touch on it. He's going to wrestle Cody Rhodes at Money in the Bank in London. This is going to be one of their biggest shows of the year. Maybe one of their biggest shows ever in terms of like live fan, you know, in the, in the crowd. People watching on TV, everything like numbers have been up for them. Big show. Cody Rhodes is tied with Seth for the number two spot in WWE. He's clearly like the top baby face right now. And to put him against Dominic, that shows a lot of faith that WWE has in Dominic. And for so long, his gimmick, even though it was really good, he was the Rey Mysterio's little bastard son who hates his dad. He did not have anything else really going on. And he was good at that, but I feel he's really superseded that and become like a world-class chicken shit heel, got the real asshole thing going on. Mm -hmm. And it's really stopped the, the story or the questions of when are we going to see the story of Ray versus Dominic. I don't feel like we need that anymore in the same way or that it's as important because Dominic is kind of beyond all of that now. Yeah, uh, well, he did. They they had to graduate him at some point, and I'm glad they, they did. They yeah. went back and they touched they touched back on it again after we thought it was over. But uh, and now I'm glad that they did that because that gave us a chance to get that that awesome match out of the way. And now, yeah, to your point, they're just thinking about Dom as the, the chicken shit heel. They're not thinking about him as another Mysterio. 
Um, further proof that the WWE sometimes knows exactly how to handle a legacy wrestler. Yeah, well, and that's also interesting for Cody versus Dominic because they're both second-generation wrestlers. They both had dads that were very famous, maybe the best at what they did, especially for their best era. of their generation. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I I apologize to the all of the internet out there who's going to like tell me Shawn Michaels or somebody else. But uh, no, Rey Mysterio was the best of his generation. I'm sorry. Yeah, he really was. He had the most <laughs> significant impact on how wrestling changed. Yeah. Like it. The you know the 70s and 80s. Like it really didn't feel like the 90s started until the luchas and the cruiserweights started and WCW. Like, it didn't really feel like much of a change from 80s wrestling. We still had the Zodiac and all of that stuff and WCW. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much of a change. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it was like these little guys showed up, and it was incredible. It was like a breath of fresh air. Yep, and Dusty did the same thing in the 70s. You referenced the yeah. 70s already. He was the he was the man that changed what what the, the mid south area looked like. Uh, and that was he had some creativity. He was involved in the the creative process. He was involved in creating the character. Uh, admittedly, he would not have been the American Dream Dusty Rhodes if he wasn't up against a a, a Ric Flair like character or a Nikita Koloff or I mean all these other heels that you can Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it took those strong chicken shit heels to make him work. And there's nothing that Cody likes more than cosplaying as his dad in a weird way. (laughs) And so he wants a really strong chicken shit heel. And the fact that we're seeing Dominic in that spot and really his first kind of big solo feud in this way, it's really exciting. And he's literally starting at the top of the card with – you know, like this feud, and it's so cool. We've kind of talked about Dominic, and I I felt so bad for him at first, especially during the Thunderdome era. Whatever the opposite of charisma is, that's what Dominic had. Like, it was <laughs> sad. And But now he's so good. Like, they just leaned into it, and they pushed all the – the little things that people didn't like about him until he kind of, I mean, it was a slow burn. He turned heel and then he's so perfect. And Rhea Ripley was, you know, so perfect. And she still continues to just do a fantastic job as his muscle. And, and of course, Triple H, you know, he had China with that muscle and made a career out of kind of yeah. being the, the heel and so it's very cool that we see that for Dominic it makes me think there's a lot of important people that see a lot of important exciting things in Dominic and and again like I say forever it was when's he gonna wrestle Rey Mysterio you know like instantly as soon as they came out as a tag team people are already saying when are they gonna turn on each other and I feel like nobody ever really mentions that part of it anymore with either Rey or Dominic the LWO and the Judgment Day have really become their own things with such strength that we you know get to see a lot going on there Indeed. And and mentioning the LWO and Money in the Bank, Santos Escobar won his match. He will be in the Money in the Bank match in London. Very exciting. I 
don't have the other participants, but I know Ricochet is amongst them uh, for Lucha Interest, but that was really the only I Lucha believe, relevant. I believe they announced Logan Paul for that, too. Wow. Yeah. Well, he and Ricochet kind of had a memorable moment. I, I, I guess yeah. you would call it a viral moment where they slingshotted into each other at the Royal Rumble. So to see that continued could actually be pretty. Yes, you're right. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar, L.A. Knight, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. That's actually going to be a very exciting match for a ladder match. And uh, and then also mentioning Seth Rollins and Judgment Day, we will have a singles match between Seth and Finn Balor for the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. 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 I'm excited that they're they're elevating Santos finally. Um, he's not going to win this one, but I like no. Finn. Good. Yeah, but he has the he has the feeling that he could. Yeah, and, and that's really all that matters. And uh, you know, he's been a top guy. And, you know, had some place matches, and um, you know, lost his mask to no less than L.A. Park. I mean, if you're gonna lose to somebody, that's the guy to lose to. He's won a lot of those matches. Yeah, and. <laughs> But yeah, be, no, for sure he was the AAA Latin American champion. He was the uh, Lucha Underground Gift of the Gods champion. I mean, he he is a champion, so like he could. I mean, he has that air of legitimacy. But again, it's very unlikely. I if I had to guess, I think L.A. Knight is probably going to win the Money in the Bank match. I uh, see that's where it'll be interesting uh for the fans out there that don't watch the WWE very much. Uh look LA Knight is getting popular in spite of the booking. He's doing he's doing a thing like a lot of wrestlers have have done in the in past in the past few years the WWE would find a way to beat them down. Cesaro had to leave the WWE before he got his, his charisma that he had was allowed to flourish. And L.A. Knight was doing the same thing, where people are cheering for him despite the fact he's supposed to be the bad guy. And so now they're just kind of leaning into it a little bit and letting him have a little bit of an elevated spot. But this will be the, the telling, whether they're going to they're gonna run with that or they're going to do something else. Because if he wins this, then they're running with it. If he doesn't, they're doing something, doing something else. Yeah. That's, you know... That's all it comes down to. But um, fun little bit of trivia for you. Uh, the first time I ever got to see uh, I said L.A. Park at least twice in there. L.A. Knight. Uh, <laughs> um, the first time I ever got to see L.A. Knight in, uh, in person was at a show up in uh, Vancouver. And he also was wrestling as a with a he-ho did Trump gimmick where he came out in the Trump mask and was... <laughs> wrestling he cut a promo that's very la night but he was he was talking about how he was the son of trump and he was going to fix uh all of the uh immigrant problem even all the way up here in canada it was fantastic it was the end of the night everybody was nice and drunk they really wanted to see him get his ass beat <laughs> 
Yeah, he's just great at what he does. Um, for those that aren't familiar, he was uh, also in Impact under the name Eli Drake. And, you know, of course, that's more maybe a more well-known name. But, yeah, he's he's really exciting. A lot of cool stuff. Again, we got Money in the Bank coming up. I believe that is, yes, Saturday, July 1st at the O2 Arena in London, England. It's the first Money in the Bank to be held outside of the United States. And it's also the first pay-per-view WWE event to be held in London in 20 years. They and totally were not trying to cash in on AEW going over there. No, yeah. no sir. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't that in their near sellout of Wembley Arena. <laughs> and not not like the little hall next to Wembley that sometimes when people say they played Wembley. No, literal Wembley Arena. Like, humongous. If you've ever seen the Led Zeppelin video, um, it's just... The clean video. Yeah. <laughs> clean. <laughs> it's one of their most famous concerts. It's, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of everybody that had been at Wembley, but Wembley is massive and very important. And, and this is the new Wembley compared to both of those, so it's got even more seats. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to, yeah, it believe, yeah, the original Wembley was demolished in 2002. This is the new one from 2007. Seats about 86,000 people. That's more um, people than the town I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> almost as much as the town I live in now. Like, it's crazy. I mean, just. I mean, almost unrealistic, the numbers, but very exciting. Going to see a lot of big shows right now in Europe. I Like I mentioned, this could be one of the biggest WWE shows of all time. I mean, maybe for sure the biggest foreign show. Uh, the O2 Arena holds something like 20,000 people, so it's not quite as exciting compared to Wembley, but still 20,000 people in London for the... Mm-hmm. WWE Money in the Bank, quite exciting. Very. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of luchadors highlighted on an international stage right now. That was kind of our theme this week. But yeah, I mean that's basically all the news from Luchaland this week. Oh, I've got. We there's one other that I realized we oh. hadn't done. Um, and I was going to use this nice little transition since we were talking about the AEW show. Uh, Andrade returned to AEW yes. wrestling this week. Yes, I forgot to mention that. Andrade <laughs> showed up on AEW Collision this week. Uh, he defeated Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy on WWE. It doesn't sound, I mean, Buddy Matthews is probably like the least strong link in the so, house of Black Chain. So generic of a name, and yeah. Uh-huh. But at the same time, House of Black has been so well protected and such a mm-hmm. big deal in AEW that it shows that maybe something more important than we thought is coming for Andrade. There's just a little bit of a... Yeah, so, so uh, Dusty, you didn't say it yet. Andrade got the win. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yep. beat Buddy Matthews. Yeah, that, so it wasn't just that he got the, the, the usual AEW treatment where he got the rub of being in there with somebody who's that good. He got the win. Um, I believe that was the second match of the night, but uh, still. And it was a hot match with a hot crowd. Yeah, they were excited to see Andrade. 
And and that was really exciting for me. The Chicago match. Well, that was the other thing. The Chicago crowd just kind of shit all over everything that AEW usually is. I mean, they they had chants about how much they hated the elite. I mean, it was crazy for AEW. But the reaction they had for Andrade was just fantastic. They were really into it. Really excited to see him. Really excited to see him win. And he finally felt like a big deal again. Like he, he mentioned, it was just the second match on the show, but it made Andrade feel like a big deal in a way. Like if that had been his debut in AEW, things would be so different now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is kind of a re-debut, so maybe that's yeah. what we're getting. Yeah, I hope so. Very exciting. And yeah, he's just got a lot going on for him right now. And the finish got to be a little bit inside wrestling. Um, for those of you who are are not super wrestling nerds, uh, Andrade and Buddy both have uh, wives that are probably more famous than them. Uh, so yeah, they, that's, that's uh, pretty fair. Um, Andrade's married to Charlotte, and Buddy's married to Rhea Ripley, so our partner. I don't know if they're married, but yeah. So uh, they finish. We had a, a figure eight. And I believe uh, the, at one point we saw an attempted riptide during the match, too. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty exciting. I, I honestly forgot to mention the figure eight. That was a cool <laughs> throwback. And, you know, I mean, like, if you follow Andrade or Charlotte on social media, like, they are always together. Like, that's their thing is spending time together. So it's cool that we got to see that. Since they're not in the same company, there were, you know, a lot of rumors Andrade wanted to be in WWE. But to have that little nod to Charlotte was very cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just a quick little anecdote on, on how much they're always together. When SummerSlam was down in Las Vegas, which is the home of one of our overlords, Ruben, uh, he, uh, 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 Charlotte was on the card, and Andrade was in town that weekend just to hang out with her. So Ruben got to hang out with Andrade for most of the weekend. Uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of fun to be, to get just random little pictures, cause, uh, he got, they went backstage and, uh, you know, they were doing drinks. There was all kinds of things. There was a signing that happened at the nerd bar that Ruben was there with them for. So just kind of, you know, yeah, but he, we got, we got the benefit of Charlotte being in Las Vegas because Andrade wanted to go to Las Vegas too. So he figured why not make a little money while, while he's at it. Yeah. That's very cool. And um, I don't know if it's true of his signings, but I know all the stuff that he sells online goes to, like, his dad and his brothers and stuff so that they can make money, too. So that's a lot where a lot of his signing money, I guess, goes is that he like his wrestling money is his money, but his signing money, he spreads amongst his people. And that's kind of true of a lot of these guys that are coming to the States. Like the Lucha Bros are are sort of an exception, but sort of not. Like they are, they're coming up to make money for the wife and kids. Yeah. But, but a lot of them are sending money back to their mom or their dad, uh, and then or you know, like you said, brother or sister, somebody who doesn't have the opportunity to make. I mean, this is life changing money that that uh, TV wrestlers get for people that are just living in the countryside of Mexico life-changing so a lot of these wrestlers are doing that i i uh, always happy to hear it and 
more willing to share it. But I'm, just keep that in mind when you guys are at a match and you have the urge to throw money in the ring. Throw an extra dollar or two in there because that's a lot, a lot more important to them than, than you realize. Yeah. Yeah, it really means a lot. And it's, they don't make as much as you think, especially if it's not WWE or AEW. They don't make as much as you think. No, they have to come up here to get the good money. Yeah, so throwing the money in the ring really helps. It genuinely helps them. But yeah, that's pretty much all the news we have this week. Uh, we definitely want to, you know, mention you can download our show at all your most favorite and least favorite podcast platforms, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. And then we do want to give a special shout out to our broadcasting partner, Chairshot Radio. They are my favorite podcast platform and they carry the show as well. Uh, very cool stuff. Miranda Morales, who is not here this week, she would want me to mention her social media. She is the hashtag Miranda spelled out, um, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and hashtag the word spelled out. Um, but Brendan, do you want to tell them about your social media? Uh, yeah, so I am 321 t-shirt guy. That's the numbers, 321 t-shirt guy is all spelled out. I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And we got to mention LuchaCentral.com. And then uh, I believe it's at Lucha Central on Instagram and at Lucha Central or Lucha Central Calm on YouTube and all of them. And so until next week, check us out on social media and uh, we'll see you next time. We're